station, Adventist Reflections. Now, to discuss character building ideas, here is your host, Dr. Denzi. Hi family, welcome back to this, your podcast. As we continue on the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, today I would like us to unpack some character building ideas related to lesson seven, our forgiving God. And for that, I welcome Liliana again to the program. Liliana, how are you going? Hi, Dan. Good, thanks. How are you? I am well, thank you. I, it's a beautiful day still, so every day is a beautiful day. Today, Liliana, we find that we're going to talk about God's forgiveness. But before that, I would like to share with you this passage in the book, Our Higher Calling, page 117, which says, Those who will look long enough into the divine mirror to see and despise their sins, their unlikeness to the meek and lovely Jesus, will have a strength to overcome. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of their faith, they will change into his likeness. This is such a profound statement and one that links us back to the goodness of God. However, one might ask, what does this have to do with Ezra and Nehemiah? I mean, we were talking about building stuff, about leadership. And, and last week we talked about that, about characteristics of being a good leader. And, and we talked about how they were able to read and explain the word to the people. And so people realized their condition and they mourned. So this week, I'd like us to focus on that, that aspect of forgiveness from God and more so on the practical aspects of our response, our attitude, our, be, our behaviors towards such forgiveness. So Liliana, let's, let's start with maybe doing a bit of an exercise, like a little bit of a, a word association exercise. I'll okay. say something <laughs> and whatever comes to your mind, don't overthink it. Whatever comes, um, we won't edit it, but it's okay. I'm sure that uh, something oh. good will come out of this. As you think, the first word that comes, that's all I want to hear. Just one word. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. Forgiveness. Uh, light, like a uh, light burden. Light burden. Okay. Repentance. Sorrow. Confession. Uh, pleading. Okay. Forgetting. Not remembering anymore. Okay. Memory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, something nice. Okay, okay, nice, nice. So all of these are key aspects <laughs> of today's lesson. At some point, somehow, there are a bit of that puzzle of, of God's forgiveness and, and, and perhaps even about us forgiving other people, but also about our attitude towards that aspect of that mercy, that grace that God has okay. given us. Uh, let me share with you this passage found in Romans chapter 5, verse 6 and to 8, and says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. So, at the personal level, have you ever found yourself forgiving somebody that maybe you perceived that didn't deserve it? As I mentioned before, uh, my ex-husband was addicted to gambler and um, 
for all these years, we lived almost 20 years together and uh, for all these years, he would promise that he will not do it again. I would truly, sincerely forgive him. I just uh, hoped and wanted to believe that, that he will change. And um, the hard part of this was like, uh, like remembering the pain and the tears I went through with, you know, what he did to me. Easier thing was that um, he was just a sinner and Jesus died for him as well as for me. Okay. As you remember that, it made it a little bit easier. And yet it was still hard, wasn't it? And yet when I think about God, we just read something beautiful and amazing. It's hard that God gave his only son to die for you and I, to die for every person, your husband and those people who have affected me over the years, to, to save them when they, when he knew that they were going to reject him. Yeah. Uh, Ellen White said that, that it will take us all eternity. To, to study about this sacrifice because right. we just understand tiny, tiny, mm. tiny bit of it. Sure. But still we adore him for what he did for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the thing. We, we can have our own ideologies of forgiveness and yet the Bible is clear about it. I mean, we would like us to base our model of forgiveness based on the word, the word of God. We, we talked about that last week, the word of God being the foundation of everything we do. So, talking about just the specific aspects of forgiveness, let me ask you something. According to God's model, what do you think that comes first? Forgiveness or repentance? Might be tricky. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it is tricky because it could be somehow sometime very conditional, but um, <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, and and tell me, what, what, what do you think? Because that's what trickles my It is my somehow interrelated. It, like, for me, like first, uh, forgiveness to others. Mm -hmm. So that comes like sort of the, the, the first thing that we do, we have to forgive to others. And, um, then second thing is actually repentance for our own sin. Mm -hmm. And then third is we receive forgiveness okay. for our sins. Okay. So, uh, if we didn't forgive others, we can't be forgiven. So yeah. it's, it's somehow conditional. So, so for me, it, it looks like, as I said, first forgive to others, mm -hmm. then come repentance. And then, then right. we, we can expect that we will be forgiven. Right. But f f yes. So this is the thing. Like we all know this passage, first John one nine. Yeah. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Right. Yeah. And, and we memorize it. We like it. We, we preach a lot about it. It says there that there's, it seems to me that there is that aspect of conditionality if if we confess our sins. There is that if you don't, well, you're not going to be, you know, cleansed from all your unrighteousness and you won't be forgiven your sins, it sounds. And yet on the other side, we have Jesus Christ in Matthew 6, 14 and 15. You know, it talks about that, what you said, you know, if you don't forgive other people, you're not going to be forgiven. Your Father in heaven won't forgive you. But the passage in Matthew doesn't say forgive them when they come to ask you for forgiveness. That's it. He said, like, you know, you have to come. And yet, and then God says, no, hang on, you have to come and repent. And that's why I have, I think that there is a bit, in my mind at least, there is a bit of a tension. He's saying, you know, you have to confess and then you'll be forgiven. But then he's saying, 
no, no, no. You have to forgive regardless of whether Daniel comes to ask you for forgiveness. That's right. It's not about other people in this, in this sense. It's about you, you mm. know, because if we don't forgive them, then, uh, then it's, it's, it's not good for us for our mental health. It's wow. spiritual health. Yeah. It's not even, even uh, can make us sick physically. So really whatever happens to me, I try to deal with that as soon as possible and forgive that person because, um, I don't see the reason hold on for that mm. because um, it's actually pointless. It's a waste of time. Uh, at the end of the day, I am the only one who will suffer. Nobody else. One person once said that unforgiveness or hatred or bitterness or caring resentment is like having acid that you're, you're trying to throw onto somebody else, but instead of that, it falls on you back. I get all excited about these topics when it's mental health. Like, oh, <laughs> James says, you know, confess your faults one to another that ye may be healed. It's, it's just an amazing thing. God yeah. knew that. He said, like, you know, this is for your own benefit, guys. Just, just do it. That's yeah. right. And if I can just mention, I was listening one clip on the YouTube recently about um, thinking and this could be somehow related. And I'll just mention like when we have, uh, when we didn't forgive someone, it comes always uh, in our mind as negative thought. Okay. And the guy was talking about positive and negative thinking. Mm -hmm. He said, as soon as the negative thought across our mind, our body, you will probably know that better, but for me, that's new yeah. stuff and I, I, I love it. And he said, um, as soon as we have that thought, uh, the body will release a hormone, uh, cortisone, mm -hmm. something like that. The stress hormone. And, and it says the body will be placed in that stress mode, mm -hmm. like, like fight or flight. So then it blocks your reasoning. So you cannot think uh, properly. So I was really amazed with how body reacts, how we are created. It's just amazing creation that God did. And on the another hand, when we think positive, it releases that endorphin uh, hormone, which make us like a happy person mm -hmm. and open up our better way of reasoning. And I thought one simple thought can make all your body in the different state, you yes, know? Yes, absolutely. Interesting. Absolutely. It's it's. The mind is such a powerful thing. God knew. I mean, he designed it. Oh, yeah. Now, so Maybe we, know just a little. Eh? <laughs> he might know something. <laughs> so we've been talking about all, the, all these aspects. Uh, maybe we should uh, stop and go maybe to the beginning in some ways. Uh, we talk about forgiveness. We talk about repentance. We talk about confession. And what role does he have in all this? But what is forgiveness? And what is repentance? And again, that confession, what role does he have in all this? What are your thoughts about this? concepts uh, again forgiveness is we can see it from the two different angles but uh like when i forgive others i just don't think about that anymore it just goes away and often i i really totally forgot what they what they did to me and if someone <laughs> really? coming wow. back to me and i really don't even remember wow okay so, so that's a that's the next level <laughs> but then um when i receive forgiveness <clears throat> it's different when i receive forgiveness it's actually like um burden taken away you know i did something uh it, it it wasn't pleasant i shouldn't have done that and uh when i receive forgiveness of course it the repentance proceed this one but when i talk about forgiveness first it's like just uh there is no that burden anymore it's just gone and uh, with repentance for me it's when i when i truly feel sorry 
and sad for what I have done and plead with God to forgive me what I did, but in the same time to help me to not to do it again. Because uh, we as humans, we don't have that power in us uh, because we are so carnal. We, we fell down all, all the time. And uh, But God has that power. You know, he's the one who can help us to overcome and not to repeat it. So I love that part when I can really rely on him. And confession to me, it means like a more like admitting what I have done wrong and again asking for, for help to overcome it. And that's where God's greatness play big role because he changed me. Nobody has that power. Nobody can do it. But God changed my heart. You see, he instills a desire for you not to go back there yes. again. Right. I, I like these concepts that you have. And I think the idea of forgiveness is complex and yet simple. It's hard because by default, for, when you're forgiving somebody, is somebody who maybe doesn't deserve it. You're forgiving. You're giving up something. And when I think about what you just said, you forget when God says, I will forgive you and I will put your sins as if they were in the depths of the sea. I yeah. will cleanse you. You're going to be wet like as snow. When I think about that depths of the sea, uh, analogy that he presents in Isaiah. I think of the idea that God is omniscient. So it's not that he can't remember. It's just he chooses. That's right. He chooses <laughs> to put them there. Yeah. Like, look, I'm going to put them there like when nobody sees it because I'm choosing to bypass it. I'm choosing something to, to, to forget about this, to not, to not be remembering this and dwelling on it. And I think that's a key aspect of the practical forgiveness. Yeah. We need to choose to not dwell over and over and over that's again, right. because that's that's, right. that's what kills us. That's what cortisol mm. uh, that you mentioned uh, comes on, and 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 it will start creating all this stress that is unnecessary. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you know, this reminds me that God is awesome. I was reading the book Selected Messages in Volume Three, Page One Ninety One, and I wanted to share this very very quick passage. It says, "When through repentance and faith we accept Christ as our Savior." The Lord pardons our sins and remits the penalty prescribed for the transgression of the law. So, you know, when we repent and we faith by faith accept what God has done through Christ, God himself, any transgression we have done, it's gone. And this is amazing because what does this have to do with Nehemiah and, and Ezra? Though? <laughs> you know, we already talked about all the teachers of the law. They were presenting to the people, you know, the, the matters of the word. And and it's no, no wonder then that they say, hey, look, you felt guilty and sincerely we are confessing our wrongdoings. Now they say, let us rejoice. God's forgiveness is a matter of celebration. When I think about it, they say, hey, let's make a feast. Let's make a party. I mean, I don't want to make it a, like an unsacred thing. And we're going to talk later on in, in, in future episodes, perhaps a little bit more about this idea of celebration. But how could we celebrate these aspects of God's forgiveness. What can we do? Not because it saves us, not because we're going to get any brownie points with God. I mean, he already gave it all in spite of the fact that we gave everything back. Everything we offer is filthy rags. But what can we do in return? Yeah, I, I love this, what you said, uh, let us rejoice. I just love it. You know, when when your burdens are lifted up, all you can do is really rejoice in him and thank him what he has done. We find assurance in him, you know. He has done it once, he will do it again. So so he is trustworthy. 
I believe that that rejoicing in him, it's not just uh, the praise and worship that we have in church uh, on the Sabbath day, because it's it's for short time. And even though we, we praise him on the, our prayer meetings as well, it's again just for short time. I find uh, that rejoicing in him is uh, actually a matter of the heart. It's, um, it's, uh, it's our attitude that we rejoice in him all the time. You know, just uh, thinking um, for, for who he is and what he has done for me. And I just love it, you know. And when I open my eyes and I see blue sky or I can hear the birds, I praise him. So we can choose uh, in our lives. As you said, I love that, that word choice. We have choice, you know. We can, we have choice to think positive or we have choice to think negative. So it's, yes, yes, you can choose and we can train and with God's help, he can lead us the, the, the best way, uh, which is for us. And, um, yeah, so, so, uh, I, I like this idea in rejoicing in him and find the comfort in him yeah it's like what paul says right he talks about you know whatever you eat drink whatsoever you do whatever you do do all to the glory of god truly and we might be doing our professions our jobs our employments our trades or whatever we do our studies but everything brings us back to the idea that we do this for god amen and then when we have opportunities to meditate and reflect and interact in our fellowship in our own personal walks and devotions to think about the, the goodness of god I yes. cannot think, but, you know, as, as we finish this, let us worship God. Amen. You know, let us worship <laughs> the creator of heaven and earth, the sea and Amen. all that in the midst. Because see, he's yeah. so great. Yeah, let us worship him who loves us. Let us worship him who has given us all his goodness. Yes. And in whose goodness is found. Yes. Yeah. Any final remarks, Liliana? Yeah, I, I would say, like, for me, there is no greater joy than to be able to come to God, mm. to his throne of the universe Awesome. and worship him thank you so much right here well family we look forward to the next week you have it uh, let us worship God together because he's forgiving you he's forgiving you if there is something holding you back if there is something that you think this is too much I don't think God can forgive this uh, he has already this is like a gift he's given it to you and I encourage you to open it don't keep it closed We look forward to meeting you again next week when we'll reflect on practicalities of reading the Word. So until then, I am Dr. Dancing. Today I choose to love God, embracing His goodness, His forgiveness, embracing and worshiping Him, choosing to look into that mirror until I see my condition and become like Christ. How about you? Remember to subscribe to this podcast, like it, share it, hashtag it, comment, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Tumblr as Adventist Reflections. God bless you.